I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Matthew is here as he is every Friday during the Vikings season. Mr. Collar, Mr. Purple Insider is with us like all our guests. He's on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. I know players can get better. They can get worse. Fans' perceptions can change. But if I would have told you in our opening conversation before the Vikings and Packers met that the Vikings are going to make the playoffs, but the number one player Vikings fans are most concerned about if he's going to play is Garrett Bradbury. I think he would have laughed at me. And it appears now it's full go, full uh, participant in practice the last couple days. How much better does Bradbury make him than uh, Chris Reed? Yeah, I mean, I would have believed it if you had said the backup was a guy who literally never played center before. I mean that uh, that would have cha- that would have changed the opinion a little bit. Yeah, I think that you sure. know, overall Garrett, Garrett Bradbury has made pretty big strides this year. I also think that maybe teams are attacking the guy to his right a little bit more, and maybe even the guy to his left because the two guards rank first and third in pressures allowed in the entire league. Um, so there might be a little element of that that's taken some pressure off of Bradbury. But you know, part of this is who they're playing against. If they were playing an average defensive tackle, you probably wouldn't care that much or talk about it that much. They are playing the premier defensive tackle in the league, not named Aaron Donald. I mean, Dexter Lawrence, I think he might have gotten second-team All-Pro today and definitely deserved first-team All-Pro. I mean, this guy has just been an absolute superstar in every aspect, but especially when it comes to demolishing centers and getting after the quarterback. So Garrett Bradbury still has a huge challenge here. And I think that some of the weaknesses of his game have not gone away. Like he still gives up pressure up the middle to dominant defensive tackles, but that's, I mean, that's the matchup that could make the game because if this guy, we've seen it before, if this guy takes over, if a defensive tackle takes over, then you get strip sacks, you get tip ball interceptions, you get cousins under pressure. um, And there's only one way to take Justin Jefferson out of a game. And that is to hit the heck out of, Kirk Cousins. That's the only way to do it. Uh, And I think the Giants know that. They're not going to be able to cover him, but they will be able to get after um, Kirk Cousins. But this certainly helps their chances having Bradbury in there as opposed to Chris Reed. Who do you believe will be the starting right tackle for the Vikings about uh, 332 on Sunday? 
Mm, yeah, I'm not quite sure. I mean, I think that they have to be considering Blake Brandle. They clearly do not trust Ole Udo, and I understand why. I mean, he lost out on the swing tackle job in training camp to Blake Brandle. Uh, Brandle had his moments at left tackle, had his ups and downs, as you would expect from somebody who's coming off the bench uh, to, you know, to back up Christian Derisaw, who's another guy who had a good case for an all-pro uh, this year. I mean, so it's never easy with anyone's backups, but when Udo played last year at tackle for two games, he was graded as one of PFF's lowest graded tackles for those two weeks when he had to be in there. And I think that's what they saw going back to training camp when they evaluated those guys. Uh, Brandel is a very technical player, very smart player, and I, I think that that is a difference maker for them. But no matter who it is, it's not going to be an easy time over there. I mean, you're talking about Kayvon Thibodeau, a top draft pick who's come along this year and has really grown as a player. And Brian O'Neill was another guy that's one of the premier players in the entire league at his position. There's just no easy replacement for that. Um, I think that if they feel very confident in Brandel's health, after seeing him in a couple of aggressive practices, that he will start. But if they feel like he's still kind of recovering from, I think it was a knee injury, then they'll probably start Ole Udo. And either way, it's something to give Vikings fans nightmares going into this game. Okay, so let's stay on the offense and let's talk Delvin. Uh, this team's running game is, is odd, right? They, they, they have games where it looks like it's going to be central to what they've done. Then they have other games where they abandon it. They have games where they have so many negative yards. Delvin's had a number of those games. There are games where Madison looks every bit as good as Delvin. Then you have games where Delvin looks like he's the fastest player on the field. How uh, how essential uh, to the Vikings winning this game and advancing to the divisional round is a very successful running game for the Vikings on Sunday afternoon? I think normally in the year 2023, I would say, eh, you know, running the football, whatever. That's not going to determine who wins. But, you know, when you think about this opponent, how bad the Giants are defending the run. And even the last time Delvin went against them, he averaged six yards carry. And uh, Kevin O'Connell refused to stay with it because for him, running is like flossing. Like, he just, like, he he gets told every time he goes to the dentist, like, you got to do this. He's like, I don't know. I don't feel like it. Um, it's, it's like a thing that he just knows that he should be doing. So every once in a while he dials one up and then goes right back to the pass, which I respect. And I think is probably the approach we wanted Mike Zimmer to take more often as a pass first run the offense through Justin Jefferson. But this is a defense that blitzes 40% of the time and they might do it more with backup offensive linemen at right tackle and, and guys who have given up a lot of pressures and some inexperience at right guard. I mean, this is a defense that really loves to be super hyper-aggressive, and what's the way to make them stop doing that is to catch them on a blitz on a delay handoff or something like that and get a big run and make them kind of back off a little bit. Um, but to your point, I mean, there's it just hasn't been the same Delvin Cook. I also don't know if the run scheme is quite as good of a fit as the, the true outside zone, the classic Terrell Davis style that Gary Kubiak ran. I mean, for, for Kubiak, it was like an art form was running the football. And I, I just don't think that they've really looked at it in the same level of detail 
that the previous regime did, which again, you know, look, if they're putting their effort into passing, that's going to be more efficient overall. But in a game like this, I think they need him. I just don't think you can count on him. I, I think that in a week to week basis, um, yeah, you might get that one explosive run that he's had this year, the 81 yard touchdown against the bills. But for the most part, it's like, if they're going to win this game, it's going to be because Kirk Cousins throws the football to Justin Jefferson many times, and that's how they're going to do it. Okay, so let's stay with that with Jefferson. Remind folks, uh, callers here, Matthew Collar from uh, Purple Insider, it is a must, especially in a week like this, leading into the playoffs, uh, podcast, mailbag today, interviews, Brian Murphy, Paul Hodewanek, a lot of people involved with uh, Purple Insider. Let's just toss out last week's game against the Bears. It was like an exhibition game. The Bears wanted no part of playing that game. The Vikings, the last time was a meaningful game. And again, not every team has Jair Alexander. And it was still about Jair and safety help. But I'm sure a lot of Vikings fans think of number plays where Jair Alexander just got right up on the line of scrimmage, physical with Jefferson, Threw him off, got into Jefferson's head, and he didn't do a lot. Do the Giants have that approach and that personnel to try to do the same thing? No, uh, they don't. I mean, Jair Alexander is one of the three or four best at his position in the entire league. Uh, former high draft pick. I mean, one of the highest paid corners in the league for a reason. And even then, there were probably missed opportunities by the quarterback in that game where Justin Jefferson was open and didn't get the football. Another time he just fell down because he refused to wear the right cleats. I mean, I don't think any of that stuff's going to happen here. Um, you know, what? Are, I, I mean, Adoree Jackson is their guy who's coming back, who is a good corner, very solid, you know, kind of a mid-pack type of corner. And they're going to put safeties over him because everyone puts safeties over him. But if you remember the touchdown that he caught uh, to go ahead late in the game uh, against the Giants last time, They were playing him double coverage out of the slot. He beat two dudes and made an incredible catch for a touchdown. I mean, most of the season, every team has been putting a safety over him, trying to press him. What they haven't really done a lot until Alexander was have one guy follow him around, which was pretty effective. But I don't know if Adoree Jackson can do that. It's also not even clear if he's 100% to play because he's been dealing with a knee injury. I mean, this to me all comes down to whether Cousins can get the ball out and whether he makes any mistakes because – the Giants are one of the best teams in the league at not turning the ball over on offense. So if you turn it over once, twice, three times, I mean, you're going to have a pretty tough time winning the game. Then that all comes down to the pressure because I just don't think they have a coverage unit that could stop Jefferson. Or honestly, like TJ Hawkinson had 13 catches. I think uh, KJ Osborne has really emerged in the second half of the season. This is, this is one of the worst coverage units in the league, in the Giants, even if they're getting – a little bit healthier, but they have this great defensive line, and that has so often been the Achilles heel of Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Let's pause, come back, and spend more time on the beleaguered Vikings defense, how they match up with Saquon Barkley and the Giants, and also remind folks about a rule change now in play for the playoffs. It will be, I don't know, 75% of the TVs, which are on on uh, Sunday, starting at 330 We'll be on the Vikings and Giants. It will be the biggest story locally of the weekend. That's why we're talking about it. That's why Robert Smith joined us at the start of the show. He was excellent on the Vikings and also on Happy New Year, Kirby Enthusiasm, Safety of Players, 
uh, little space talks. Robert was great. You can podcast the Robert conversation. Uh, just sign up for our show, Chad Hartman Show, Spotify, Apple, Odyssey, anywhere you get the podcast. This particular conversation with Matthew will be available through podcasts uh, probably in about a half hour. More with Mr. Caller in moments on CCO. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 21 past uh, two. We continue with Matthew Collar from Purple Insider. Dave Harrigan's Am I Wrong? As always, Fridays at uh, 235. Okay, I want to start with Zadarius Smith, who was great most of the games, I don't know, for six, seven games. And then he's fallen off. And I know we have the reports of an injury. And we know we have people who are saying, hey, if he just was healthy, he would be a different player. And that might be right. Okay, And I'm not doubting that he's injured. Is it also possible he's just not playing as well and the injury is only a small part of it, and how essential is he to uh, winning this game on Sunday? Yeah, I think uh, another thing, too, is that sacks kind of are like home runs where they come in bunches, and they came in bunches early in the year and then not so much toward the end of the year, but when you look at his pressure numbers, he was still week in and week out getting close to the quarterback and causing problems for the quarterback especially in the game against the Giants. And their offensive line is not very good, by the way. I mean, I think PFF had them as 24th, which is actually worse than the Vikings, who cracked the top 20 for the first time in a while in uh, PFF's grades. So there's an opportunity here, especially with Daniil Hunter over their right tackle, Evan Neal, who's just having a really, really bad rookie season. Um, So those two dominated last time against the Giants. I think they had 16 total pressures between them, which is a monster day. Uh, so I, I also look at the decision not to play Zedarius against Chicago as being a very smart one. I think based on what happened with the Chargers, they shouldn't have played anyone still, but they got away with it. Uh, but Zedarius being at his best is so huge for them because when you look around, it's kind of like 
who else can pressure the quarterback outside of these two guys? And if both aren't clicking at the same time, you just have a very happy quarterback that you're going up against standing back there and making plays. So I think, I think it is a big deal for him. Uh, but the other thing is that, you know, Daniel Jones is pretty good at, at running away. He's a pretty mobile quarterback. He's run for over 700 yards. He's also pretty good at diagnosing blitzes. He actually had better numbers this year versus the blitz than not. So it really kind of comes down to those two guys. But I think that resting him up last week, getting him to as close to 100% as he can, is a pretty big deal. And I, I guess, you know, he's, a, he's kind of a guy I look at as a big-time player, right? Like under the lights or whatever you want to call this, you know, national TV, playoff game, I, I think this is one where Zadarius Smith will be pretty good. This has to be a close game, right? I mean, you can't play this entire year with all these one-score games, and I'm not forgetting the blowouts. I just don't think the Giants are good enough to blow the Vikings out at uh, U.S. Bank Stadium. But come on, this has got, this has got to be last four minutes to go, and we have no idea who's going to win this game. <laughs> you know what's weird about this game is that a lot of the things that will determine it are things that we don't feel like we have control over. Like when we talk about the matchups and everything else, offense versus defense, defense versus offense, the two coaches, all those things. But when you put them out on paper, they look pretty darn similar. I mean, the Vikings uh, had a minus three-point differential. The Giants had a minus six-point differential. And everybody spent the whole year talking about how neither team was for real, but yet here they are in the playoffs going up against each other. And even though they aren't exactly the same in terms of how they're built, um, the kind of results in terms of their you know whole season where it was ups and downs a little bit, some blowout losses that the Giants faced, some big wins that they got to be here. It's a lot of looking in the mirror, and what often comes down to is you know the Vikings special teams has been extremely boom or bust. It's either giving up a touchdown or scoring one or blocking a punt or having a punt blocked or missing a field goal or blocking a field goal. Like it's just I, I don't know if I've ever seen a season where the special teams was involved in so many big plays that turned games. Um, but that's a big thing, and, and tipped balls and sacks and strips and fumbles and things like that. Like This one seems, I totally agree, like a three-point game at the end that ends mm-hmm. up having some random event play a huge role, which, you know, I don't know. To say that the game is random maybe is a little unfair to the Vikings who deserve to be favored, but it just feels like it's going to be another one of those games that we've gone through all year long. Okay, I think I have this right. Correct me if I'm wrong, and this is off the – scintillating AFC championship game where Kansas City ends up beating Buffalo when Buffalo just didn't get the ball, right? It was it was Allen and Mahomes at the end at their best. Allen was probably better throughout the game. Mahomes was kind of what Mahomes does every once in a while where it seems like he just wanders for like a quarter and a half, but then for the other two and a half quarters, he plays football better than anybody ever has. And in the regular season, if you get a touchdown, if you get the ball in overtime, ball game over. I think I have this right. In the playoffs, no matter what, both teams get the ball. Am I correct? And you like that yes, change? Yes. Yeah, basically the NFL is making fun of the 9 Vikings even more um, yeah, for this yes. one. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, so it's, it's interesting that a uh, subscriber to the newsletter suggested that the team – that uh, loses the coin toss, actually kick an onside kick. And I was thinking about this, and I actually love it. And I wonder if anyone will try it. Because I saw think that, about, yeah. like, if you, if you don't get the onside kick, 
and the other team is forced to kick a long field goal. If you get a stop, then if they miss it, you might have the ball right there ready to score and win right the game. There. Or yeah. if, if they make it, you could still go win the game. Or even if you give up the worst-case scenario with a touchdown, you could still go down and tie it. I mean, I I don't know. I don't honestly love it, to tell you the truth. Like, I think that you already played four quarters. Like, let's see who wins here uh, in the next one. But it changes the dynamic, and – I'm very interested to see if we get an overtime, kind of how teams approach that. Like, would a team kick off first, knowing that they can't lose the game, and if they get a stop, they'll get really good field position to win it? Um, I think that actually might be the best play, and that's kind of weird. Okay, so let, let's let's do that in the Vikings scenario. And I, by the way, we differ. I like this rule. I think both teams should get the ball, and I get the argument, and it's a good one. Hey, guess what? Play defense. I, I still think you should get the ball. The Vikings defense, and I know it's Daniel Jones, it's not Pat Patrick Mahomes. But let's say it's a game where it's 24-24 and Daniel Jones has got 250 yards and Saquon's got 110 combined. Can, can you trust? Because right now the, the, the opportunity to recover the onside kick is about 1-50, in 50, it seems like, since they kept people on each side of the kicker. It's almost impossible. With this defense, is it worth the risk to try that? Well, it's probably higher if you surprise them, right? Like the surprise New Orleans Saints in the Super Bowl onside kick. Although now it's not a surprise since I mentioned it. But uh, yeah, now that we know, like, listen, now that we've talked to talked about it, the both coaches are podcasting this, so so it won't be a surprise <laughs> anymore. But I do think the surprise onside kick has a higher uh, percentage. Maybe it's like one in four of getting it, um, I don't think – nothing about Kevin O'Connell to me this year has ever said this guy's going to break the game with unique game management. Uh, I think it's been – like his team has been a little wiser when it comes to the situations, but he's misused timeouts. He's kicked field yes, goals he when he shouldn't have. He, uh, he hasn't gone for fourth downs like crazy or anything. So I'd be very surprised if all of a sudden they went totally rogue and did something like that. I think if you're the Vikings, knowing how bad your defense has been all year, knowing who your best wide receiver is, you just take the ball, go score, and see what happens, probably. But yes. I don't, I don't, if you're an underdog in the game, though, and you're not supposed to be there, kick an onside kick. Give it a shot. One last item that just uh, broke in the last two minutes. Ian Rappaport saying Sean McVay is going back to L.A. I'm, you know. It's not like I spent a lot of time on this. I'm shocked. I thought he would look at the fact he didn't walk away last year, how this year went, some family tumult too. His wife is from Ukraine. It's been very difficult, and they don't look very good for next year. I thought he might walk away and just collect a big paycheck, get a TV deal, but he said it back. I'm a little surprised by that too. Yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense, right? Like the John Madden route. You win the Super Bowl young, and then you – kind of go off and do TV. I mean, Bill Cowher even. I, I mean, he wasn't quite this young, but, you know, I think there was a lot of talk. Or go back in five years. going to go back. Yeah, right. And then just melt. He likes the TV too much. Yeah, some guys are just coaches, though. Like, that's that's what they're going to do yeah. for their entire life because that's who they are. Like Belichick. Why does Belichick still do it, right? Like, what is he even doing? Because that's just who he is, and maybe McVay is the same kind of guy. Thank you, sir. I'll be paying attention uh, to uh, what you're offering up on Sunday, and we'll talk next week. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Matthew Collar, Purple Insider. Am I wrong? Trust me, he'll be wrong plenty of times. He'll probably be wrong every single time. Let's just be honest. Am I wrong with Dave Harrigan is next. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I have feelings, you know. I know. I just don't care. <clears throat> I, think, I think that is evident by your uh, produced open. So, um... I'll fight off the tears, and you can uh, start with one another one of your lame views. Let's go ahead. Yes. Can I get ahead of it? Yes, you're wrong. Once again, that's never happened in the history of this segment and, frankly, life. But we'll just see if you can make an argument against me. I'm sure you can't, but we'll see if you can give it at least a good – the old college try, as they say. Uh, people should definitely listen back to a lot of uh, the show. We've already happened. Feisty Fridays, good talk about vaccinations, Matthew Collar, Robert Smith – and, of course, the great Major Garrett, 1235. You guys spent a lot of time talking about the controversy with the White House, mm-hmm. classified documents, podcastable, WCCORadio.com, Spotify, the app, maybe, anywhere you can get the podcast. My first item is about those classified documents. We've heard for months and months. Do you up, have some? I've got a couple. Okay. Yeah. It's, you know, not the super classified, just kind of the regular classified stuff. So that's fine. Normal classified. Yeah, it's yep. fine. It's fine. It's no big deal. Uh, we've heard for months, months leading up to the midterms, after the midterms. Well, you know what the, uh, the House is going to do? It flips red. The Republicans are going to, you know, every investigation into the uh, president they can possibly do over the next couple of years. They are going to investigate President Biden and the administration to get back at them for what happened. Uh, well, when Donald Trump was president and the Democrats had investigation after investigation. Mm-hmm. Well, mark my words, within the next couple months, political hypocrisy will be at an all-time high. It'll be bursting at the seams when the House Republicans vote to impeach President Biden on this issue of the classified documents. And, of course, then the Democratic-controlled Senate will, ha- Senate will have to tell us why holding classified docs eh, is actually not as bad as we said originally. Is there a timeline to your am I wrong or is it just solely on what we know so far they will impeach Biden? Within six months. Within six months. I am going to say an impeachment absolutely is a possibility, but this alone is not enough to get enough of the center-right Republicans. So, no. Now, because the Biden administration has not been transparent about it, this CNN story suggesting that Biden was so busy the last few days of his whirlwind, 
That's a laughable excuse. And yes, there are stark differences right now between what happened with Mar-a-Lago when the DOJ reached out over and over again and received a judge-approved search warrant. It wasn't a raid. That's utterly ridiculous. But no, yes, you're wrong as of now. They will need more information to get the 40, 50 center-righties. Not this enough. And I have no idea where this story might go. So your answer is, I'm wrong, but I might not be wrong later? Well, I'll say this. As of now. Okay, as of now. I'm predicting the future here, Chad. Okay, well, that's I'm, okay. I'm seeing things that are coming down. I'm not just playing off what's in front of us. I'm, I'm looking out, man. I, I know what's okay. coming down the line. You do. If, if you told me... Will Joe Biden be impeached at some point by the Republicans before this term is done? That's a tough one again. Um, I'd go yes on that one. But what they have now is not enough. Okay. Now, who knows? Maybe it'll be the border. Maybe it'll be something else, which is just normal uh, disagreements in politics, philosophical disagreements, strong disagreements, where we used to say, hey, let's uh, get more people to our side and, and win more elections. Now it's a payback time. So I am definitely not eliminating the uh, the likelihood of an impeachment. But on what we have now, no. Mm-mm-mm. No, no, no. I feel like that's some mental gymnastics you just went through to try to say I'm wrong, even though, yeah, you know I'm right. Let's start with this one, though. Let's let's move on. I've been annoyed. Um, what else is new? Yeah, exactly. By folks around the neighborhood the last couple weeks. Ever oh, since we I had like the, this already. We had the big snowstorm. And then we had the glaze of ice uh, Tuesday into Wednesday. That slippery uh, made things all extra slippery. I've noticed a lot of things going on in the neighborhood, snow and ice removal style. Ever used a roof rake, Chad? What what do you think that I've used a roof rake? Exactly. Okay. Exactly okay. my point. People getting out there with the roof rakes, even though they, they can't. They have those at Windsong or Northland? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Even though they In can't the reach half of their roof anyway. Yeah. Well, I should say three-quarters of their roof. Folks getting out there scraping ice, even yeah. though it's just going to go away on its own in a day or two. No big deal. Minnesotans love nothing more in the winter than to move snow and ice because, frankly, we're just bored or we just got to get out of the house and away from my loved ones. Am I wrong? Yes, you're wrong. If you were going to tell me they love to complain and gripe and biatch about the winter, yes. But no, their eternal joy is not just moving snow around. No. I don't, listen. I'm looking out the window right now. I'm seeing plenty of snow on a number of uh, homes on on the roofs as uh, I look out here in lovely Plymouth. So, I, in fact, I don't think I've seen a roof rake in action. Apparently, I mean, you're like scouting various developments for clean roofs. Oh, east side of the metro, apparently, uh, they are big because everyone in my neighborhood, it seems, nine out of ten homes. Really? Have, have the, the visible uh, 
evidence that the roof rake has been in play. And I'm sorry, I'm pretty convinced, even though I know nothing about roofing, for 95% of homes, the roof rake does nothing. So, do I have this right? You get the jumbo ladder out, and then you just (laughs) whip it out, so to speak. (laughs) And... You're just moving it around the roof. I mean, while the roof is rubbing ice laden at this point, your ladder is sitting there on ice on your driveway, and this is all to get some snow off your roof. Well, is this what people? Is this the idiocy that's taking place? Well, perhaps you could do it with a ladder. No, you get the roof rake. It's got like a twenty foot pole on the end of it. It's light. It's you know aluminum, oh. so it's not too See, heavy. I mean, I've never seen a roof yeah, rake. Yeah, you're either standing, you know, on your driveway or in a snowbank somewhere in your yard, putting this, you know, hiking this thing way up onto the roof to get, you know, five feet of snow down. Uh, so apparently you won't get an ice dam. I don't know. I think it's completely worthless, and people just like to feel the power or feel like they have some sort of power. Like, I'm taking care of winter. It's no big deal. I got it. Uh, yeah, you're wrong, but the, what they're doing is just silliness. Can I just do, do a spin-off snow topic? Like one of the play stories in the trip today is – why Minneapolis, they continue to struggle, and so does St. Paul, with uh, you know parking and shoveling and plowing. Why do the suburbs? Because the suburbs, a lot of them have driveways and <laughs> garages. Isn't that fairly obvious, the difference? Were people wondering about too. that? How come Edina can do it? I mean, I love an Edina cheap shot also, but... Brooklyn Park, Brooklyn Center, Roseville, Lakeland Shores, wherever. If you have a driveway where you can park your car, as opposed to a lot of people don't have a driveway or they don't have a uh, garage, I think that's pretty obvious, don't you? I didn't think it was that hard to figure out that the plows come by in the suburbs, shove the snow into the yards and the driveways, and you know what they did yesterday? They came by again, and they shoved more snow into my driveway. Yeah, I don't like that. My driveway right now, the Wild could play a game on it this this weekend right now. It's Now, Kathleen just sent me a text. She's got a roof rick. Man. And she's lecturing you. It's about the ice dams. You're dismissing the ice dams. I'm not dismissing the ice dams. I'm saying get better insulation on the roof. Then you don't have to worry about it. (laughs) Linda's construction, baby. That's where you go. I feel like we're, you know... Treating the symptoms and not the underlying problem here. Let's go, Minnesotans. Get get your act together. I think we better pause right here. More of Am I Wrong? You want to chime in, you can at any point. With the Cities One talk and text line 651-461-9226. Was there any doubt we've struck a nerve? Because <laughs> plenty of texts are coming in. Phone lines are full. The rough rake community is mad at you and indirectly mad at me, Dave Harrigan. Is it They're all outrage? Is it all hate? I've gotten a lot of calls. They're not all hate-filled yes. calls. Yes. Is the text line very negative towards this guy? They're mad at you. I, uh, people saying they love their roof rakes. I mean, they'd rather give up their children than the <laughs> roof rakes. Well, I got advice on the best roof rakes on the market. A lot Great. of good stuff coming in. Let me just say this before DeRussia comes in and says, hey, I'll do a spot for it. I will, too. Hey, this Chad Harbin, I used to downplay the roof rake, but now Fred's roof rake has convinced me 
I was wrong. I'm in. The Rough Wreck community, I'm willing to be brought into your bosom. Bring me into your bosom. That's enough bosom Bro talk. bosom. Yes. <laughs> Who doesn't like to be drawn into a bosom? I mean, even from a, from a very young age, you're brought up that way, right? You're taught as an infant that, hey, bring it into the bosom. Well, it's, it's a good spot to be. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's, hey, not touching my bosom, you know. There's that. Very quickly, um, over the week, uh, we were my wife and I spent a night in Rochester, a little boutique hotel. You may have heard of it called the Super Eight. Single God, bed, cheapskate. Single bed I in the room, the king size bed. Hey, I sprung for I the mean, king size, baby. <laughs> Great. I mean, I thought a single, and you'd say, "Hey, honey, I mean, you're going to have a procedure tomorrow, so why don't you just sleep on the floor? You're going to bed anyway. What's the big deal?" No. Here's what I determined after a night in the king size bed. Unless you've got a massive master suite like uh, at the Hartman House. And you just need to fill up the space. Are you going to downplay a king size bed? The king size bed is ridiculous. Oh, you're fool. It's you're far too large fool. to be for necessary. Oh, it's God. it's well, it's unnecessary. Dumb, dumbest we know take you're I've heard not in this whole show. Large in the bed, Harrigan. Wow. It's wow. absolutely wow. unnecessary. Wow, that's ridiculous. Who invited Derush to be anti king size bed? <laughs> I, I, I was laying in bed and I reached for my phone and I realized, wait, oh I've still gosh. got a foot and a half to go. I'm not even close. Do you prefer well, like the mini candy bar? Yes. <laughs> what is that? Honestly, I've too never much comfort. Done. Too much. Oh, man. Oh, wait. I've got more bed to turn to. Oh, this is unnecessary. Yeah, you've got this more bed to so make. This is so unnecessary. More bed to make. More sheets to oh, wash. It's just pain in the butt. Ridiculous. Oh, yeah, because we all believe you're making a lot of beds, it's, including at the Super 8, by the way. Uh, we're gonna keep, I think, We're going to keep this topic going, I think. Yeah. That's how and we And the Roof Rack community. They're fired up also. Hey, Jason and Dan are up next. We're done. Wolves later. We'll talk to you on Monday. We're in Monday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.